You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 144. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today's topic is a hot one. In 2016, I started to see challenges become even more powerful than the years past. I just started to see people do things with challenges that made a huge impact in their audience's lives as well as their business. So some of the examples that come to mind, the girls at Simple Green Smoothies have been doing challenges to much success. Sarah Jenks of Live More, Way Less has done challenges for years now, and they've only gotten bigger and better. They're so personal. People get really engaged. And Jasmine Starr did a challenge in 2016 for Instagram, and I could not believe that she actually got a Facebook group of over 20,000 people just from one challenge. So I've seen challenges do incredibly well for list building. Now, I guess I need to back up. If you're not totally familiar with this idea of challenge, it's basically you do seven days or 10 days of challenging your audience to do something every single day. And you guide them, maybe in a Facebook group or with live video or with email, you guide them through the different challenges and inspire them and motivate them to do something because that engagement moves them closer to wanting to be a customer of yours and actually dive deeper with you. Now, the whole thing for them to get into the challenge is that they first give you their name and email. So that's why I've seen challenges as a list building effort be incredibly successful. Now, I've never done a challenge before, which is probably why I wanted to do this episode today, because in 2017, I will definitely be doing some version of a challenge. And I always like to learn from the masters, the people that have gone before me. And that's what this episode is all about. Now, I started to follow what my friend Zach Spuckler was doing with challenges because not only was he doing challenges in his own business, he started to teach others how to do them as well. Now, what makes Zach's approach to challenges unique is that his are not just about list building, but also they have a focus on making sales. When I saw him make a direct play on selling with his challenges, I knew I had to talk to him. And I thought, well, if I want to know what he knows, then you guys probably would want to know as well. Now, real quick, Zach has been on my show before. He was in episode 94 talking about the power of Periscope and how he used it to find his audience and also sell his programs. Now, if you don't know Zach, here's a little bit about this talented 22-year-old. Shoot me. Yes, he's 22. In under a year, Zach built a six-figure business that allowed him to leave graduate school, quit his job, and become a full-time entrepreneur. These days, he coaches and consults with clients who are growing their businesses online. Specifically, when it comes to Facebook ads, anything to do with live streaming and creating lucrative online challenges, Zach has things dialed in. So I am really excited to introduce you to his strategy of challenges, which specifically are five-day challenges that actually lead to sales at the end of the challenge. So before we get into all the details, and I have to tell you, I already did this interview with him, so I get to record the intro afterwards, which I always love to do because I have a little bit more insight. And at the end of this interview, I told Zach, I think this was an interview that had zero fluff. Like there's not one word that you're not going to want to hang on to, take some notes and literally put into action. We did our homework up front. I spent about an hour preparing for this interview. He has an amazing blog post where I took a lot of the details to get him to dive in to his challenges. So I'll link to his specific blog post at the end as well. But let me tell you, you are in for a treat. I loved every minute of this interview. Now, I've teased you enough with how great it's going to be. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. Zach, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm delighted to have you here. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be back. Now, this is going to be a great episode because you and I have worked on it back and forth. We are ready to dive in. We have so much to cover. So are you ready for this? I was born ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. So let's get right to it. Before we get into all the glorious details of how you created your successful five-day challenge, I thought it would be fun to share your big results because they are incredibly impressive. Also, I think that people, if they hear these results first, it will actually pique their interest if they're not too sure if challengers are worth the time and effort because your results actually make it very clear they are worth the time and effort. So why don't you walk me through just a top level results and then near the end, we're going to get into those results and kind of some details behind them. Sure. So this is a challenge that we ran last year in 2016. And we had about 1,292 people sign up. So not about actually exactly (laughs) 1,292 people sign up. We spent about $434.23 on our Facebook ads. Our program was priced at $197. It was a digital course. We sold 104 of those, which is about an 8% conversion from signups. And we also had an upsell in there that 19 people took us up on for about 18.2% of people taking us up on the upsell. So when all was said and done, our total revenue was $22,331. Okay. So impressive, like I mentioned. Plus, you only spent $434 on ads to generate $22,000. And that's impressive. Now, I know in the blog post that I mentioned in the intro that you definitely were going after a warm audience. You have an audience, and so you were really tapping into those people you've already attracted. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So we talk about that a little bit in that the blog post, but we did target a warm audience, but I always like to throw out the disclaimer that we've repeated this several times over with different results, different challenges, and we find that it still converts whether you have a warm audience or a cold audience. Love that. That's what I was hoping you'd say. So for those of you who are still growing your email list, let's say you have less than a thousand people on your email list and you're really just struggling to get that list to grow, challenges are a great way to grow your email list, but also make some money. So just know that this episode is for anybody just starting out and willing to test Facebook ads for a challenge are those that have been at business for a while. Now, what's even better is that you're going to tell us how you got those results because now it's time to dive into specifics. So let's start at the top. One thing that I love that you've said about challenges in general is that you approach them as a system, not just something you throw together quickly to make a buck. So this is totally up my alley. I love the idea of a system. So tell me a little bit more about your approach before we get into the nitty gritty. Absolutely. So we have a three-phase system that we use. It's technically a four-phase system, but in the blog and in, in this episode, we'll call it a three-phase system, because the first phase is learning the system. So we won't include that one. Gotcha. But we have a three-phase system that breaks down to building the challenge, filling the challenge, and selling the challenge. And the reason that we approach this as a system is that challenges kind of got a little bit bigger in 2016. For whatever reason, it seemed like everyone were doing them. But what we were finding and what I was seeing was that a lot of people were doing them within my audience, within my niche, outside of my niche, but they weren't getting paid. And so I stepped back and I said, okay, there has to be more than just kind of doing it. So I know that you talk about webinars. It's it's a perfect parallel to running the ads and throwing up a 90 minute presentation is not what a webinar is. That's what it is from a 20,000 foot view But when you get into it, there's all of these little intricacies. And so I stepped back and I said, what did we do to make this work? And so it really broke out into these three pieces. We built it out. So it actually started with a four-minute conversation with a friend of mine in New York who was like, challenges are going to be huge. You have to do them. And I doodled it on this little piece of paper that Mm -hmm. I saved to this day. I love it. Um, And we basically map out this process and we build it. And that composes of daily emails, a Facebook group, strategic Facebook posts, and we'll get into all of that. But then the second phase is filling it because I'm in a similar space that you're in. We're both in the online marketing space. And what I find is that's where people really like the the red flags go up and the panic sets in. It's like 
So I've got the system, but how do I get people in? And we have gotten really almost black and white, super clear about how that works. And we actually do a couple of things that we'll talk about that allow people to bring more people into the challenge even after it signs up and leverage your challenge as an actual launch mechanism. And I'm sure you've talked about this, I believe on your, not going to know the episode number, but where you talk about your list building blitz is that putting out a lot of content at once can create an influx of leads. And so we created a system around filling your challenge that operates from a very similar perspective. Nice. And then the third phase is the sell it phase, because what good does it do you to get a really great system, build it out, get a ton of people signed up and then not make any money. So our goal is to always be profitable on the back end by really structuring those those five days. And we've talked about this a little bit. It's not just five days of content. It's five days of content specifically mapped out to move people to be ready to buy when that challenge ends and then taking a specific set of follow-ups. So just like with webinars, launches, video series, it doesn't stop on day five. We follow up with a series of emails and really targeted advertisements that convert people into buyers of our products. So when it's all said and done, you learn it, you build the system out, you fill it up with leads, really targeted leads, and then you sell a product so that you're growing your list, you're growing your revenue, and The really cool thing is because you're creating this kind of awareness, you also build your credibility and authority in that industry really, really quickly. Definitely. Now, I just heard you snap. Did you just snap your finger? I did snap. Okay. And why I have to bring this up is I just interviewed Nicole Walters. And while she got into her content, it was just a few episodes back. She said something really great. And I heard her go, snap, snap, snap. And I'm like, did you just snap? And she said, I got really excited. So I love love that you just did it too. You guys, I get excited. Rack me up. That's so good. Okay. So here's what I have to say before I get into my next question. And that is that this episode is airing at the beginning of 2017, but it doesn't really matter when you listen to it. What Zach just outlined has a really bigger lesson that I wanted to touch on really briefly. And that is that anything worth doing in your business in, in order to really make an impact on your audience your list building and your revenue, it's always going to be a system. It's never going to be a quick little strategy you put together in two days and you throw it out there. Those instances are very, very rare. And Zach and I both don't teach that kind of stuff. And so I want you to think about everything you're doing in your business and where you might be able to pare back just a little bit or stop doing some things in order to this year put some solid systems in your business. Because what Zach's going to teach you here in a moment, you can do over and over again, but you can't do it over and over again if one, you don't really treat it like a system. So give it the respect, time, and effort it deserves. And two, if you're so busy dabbling with a bunch of different projects at one time, that's why most people that don't succeed in online businesses have their hands in so many different things that they won't sit down and do what Zach's going to talk about in this first step, which is actually put it all together, like make it come together and say, this is exactly how it's going to go. And this is what I've created. So I just feel like there's a lesson in why people succeed in online business and why those who don't. So thanks for sharing that with us. I love that. Okay. So my question is, Let's start with part one, which I've heard you say is the most intensive part of the challenge. So walk us through that. Yeah. So the first part is a little more intensive because it's the build it phase and it's where we put all of the content together. And the reason that we created this phase or that I created this phase was because over the past year in my business, this is something that I really, really worked on was you can't just fly by the seat of your pants to make it happen you have to really be intentional with planning content in advance. And our challenges run on a three-part basis. So we have daily emails that go out. We have a daily live stream that we recommend you do on Facebook Live. And then we're also doing a daily Facebook post, uh, as well as a Facebook group. So every day we're creating three different touch points for our audience. So before I ever even promote the challenge, I, at the very, very minimum, will outline how the challenge will look. And that includes the daily emails, the daily live stream, and the post on Facebook. But the big question is like, well, what is all of that? So in order to tell you what all of that is, we kind of have to step back from the concept of building the challenge and introduce the concept of what I like to call the gap. So 
the gap is what separates your clients from where they are now to where they want to be. And it's something you have to create the need for during your challenge. And so the easiest way I can kind of explain this is to give you an example. So let's imagine that you're teaching people anything at all. Let's say how to drink green smoothies. Well, the average person isn't saying, I want to drink green smoothies, right? Even the potential customer, even somebody who's ready to buy, isn't really saying, I want to drink more green smoothies. They want to drink more green smoothies because they want to lose weight, because yes. they want to feel healthy, because right. they want more energy. And so the gap is getting clear on, okay, where do my people have a problem that they perceive? Where is the solution that I have? And essentially, how can I build five days of content that moves them from their problem to my solution? So essentially challenges to get a little marketing nerd on you is for people who are problem aware, possibly solution aware, maybe even product aware. And then we're showing them how our solution solves their primary problem. Whereas a lot of challenges that we see online, especially the ones that kind of tend to fall flat are like five day Instagram challenge, five day Facebook challenge, five day weight loss challenge. So you want to really get clear on that gap. And the easiest way to do that is to make sure that your challenge is based on a measurable outcome. So once we figure out what it is that their problem is, how we bridge that gap, then we say, okay, we need to create a challenge that very specifically solves that problem. So a couple of examples that are real world examples we've done, create your first Facebook ad in the next five days. That was for a Facebook ads course we have. Uh, generate your next 20 leads and your first sale on Periscope in five days. Uh, we did one that was outline your five-figure launch in the next week. Nice. So very, very specific measurable outcomes that speak directly to their problem. And then what that kind of forces you to do without getting too far down the rabbit hole is it forces you to say, okay, this is the problem. What does my audience need to hear? What do they need to experience and what do they need to be told in order to understand that their problem is solved with my solution? And then you create that content over the five days. And so every day you send them a really simple email that just gives them a super short assignment. And I mean, really short, less than five minutes. Simple wins are the way to go. You create a live streaming uh, content, usually about five minutes with 10 minutes of Q&A. And that's just kind of amplifying the experience. So whatever you talk about in the email, you're just kind of saying, you know, it's very similar to like this podcast. You talk about blogs or we're talking about a blog I've done, but this is my opportunity to go deep and really explain it and create that high touch, no like trust. Because I've talked, I talked about this the last time I was on your show, when people can see and connect with you in a live format, the trust just gets a lot deeper, a lot faster. And then of course you're posting to Facebook. Now the cool thing about your Facebook post is it's actually just a copy of the email, less the, the email introduction. And so before I pause to take a, a breath and a sip of water and, and let you ask any clarifying <laughs> questions, the last real golden rule of this content is that if somebody chooses to engage in your challenge at 100% capacity, meaning they're going to open your email every day and read it, they're going to come onto the live stream, they're going to stay for the whole thing and watch it, they're going to do the daily assignments, and they're going to check in in the Facebook group, you have to make sure that that whole process is no more than 45 to 60 minutes. And the reason we do that is because, number one, most people will not go through all of your content, and number two, they have no real skin in the game. So you've talked about this on your show before, we hear it all the time, more is not better. Good laser focused content that specifically moves them from their problem to your solution is dramatically more important than throwing incredible content at them that overwhelms them over the course of five days. So when you put that all together, what you have is five days of strategic content that solves a problem in a way that makes them feel like they can get their own results and then introduces them to an opportunity to work with you further, which they've just got five days to experience what that's like. And they become raving fans and instant customers. Oh my gosh. So good. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. 
They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Today's episode is sponsored by the social media management platform Dash Hudson. In today's ever-changing digital world, staying ahead in social media marketing is more complex than ever. That's where Dash Hudson's latest social media trends report comes in handy. And if you know me, you know I love a good trends report. As featured in Forbes and Business of Fashion, Dash Hudson's free in-depth analysis reveals how a blend of organic, creator, and paid strategies can supercharge your content's reach and impact. This comprehensive report will also showcase how leading brands are perfecting the content life cycle, how TikTok shop is dominating the social landscape, and what this means for those of us who are marketing using social media. So download Dash Hudson's free social media trends report to start perfecting your content today by visiting dashhudson.com forward slash podcast. Okay. So I do have a few quick clarifying questions. And that is when you say 45 minutes to an hour, are we talking about when you take the five days of content and you add it up, that's only like, let's say an hour. So it should be daily and daily. Okay. The way that kind of breaks down is like, let's say it takes them five to 10 minutes to read the email and then about 10 to 15 minutes to watch the live stream. And then about 10 to 15 minutes to do your task. There's your 45 minutes. Right oh, there. good. I was going to say, whoa, I can't even do anything that fast if it's <laughs> all five days. Okay. So daily. Perfect. Okay, great. So you're saying in part one, you're literally sitting down. And I know I read this in your blog post where you said you went to Starbucks and you just hunkered down and got it done. You suggest that you want people just to create it all. So write out the emails, outline what you're going to talk about in the live stream, put together any kind of worksheets or freebies, do all of that, like not just plan, but actually create it in part one. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, good. I like that. Okay. So now we're moving on to part two and part two is all about the fill up. And I have to say most of my students would say that finding people to join their challenge is something either they struggle with the most or They're so afraid of that part because they've had challenges along the way, meaning they've had obstacles to make it happen, that they haven't really started or tried a challenge because they're thinking, I don't know if I could fill it up enough for it to be profitable. So my hope is that you can break down part two for us so that we feel it's really doable in terms of filling it up. Absolutely. So I'm going to go in a slightly different order than what I have listed on the blog, because I think that I want to go in order of ascending difficulty, what feels super approachable to what feels a little more difficult. I love it. So the first thing is organic marketing. And I know that this kind of feels like, I always say it's like the red flag moment where you're like, oh, great. So he's going to say post on Facebook and post on Instagram, (laughs) but what if I don't have a following? But when it comes to organic marketing, the first thing you have to understand is that number one, whether you have 100 people following you or 10,000, your organic marketing will attract people to your offer. So it's something you should never skip. And I have this little saying, which is, you know, if you operate like a business from day one, it's a lot easier to operate like a business at day 1,000. And I can tell you, while organic marketing felt a little scary when I was first starting my brand, now I would never do a promotion without throwing a post on Instagram or Facebook because I know that I'll generate leads. So I always like to lead with that little disclaimer that I know it's a little bit 
overwhelming. So let's skip right over that. Like we're going to assume you're going to post on Facebook, post on Instagram, all that good stuff. But let me give you some other organic marketing tricks that we use to get people in, especially if you're just getting started. Okay. So the first one is a really strategic Facebook event. Now, I'm sure that a couple of people's eyes rolled so hard they just saw their brain. Totally. I'm so surprised you're saying this. So tell me more. But I will tell you more. So Facebook events do have a reputation for being used the wrong way, but there's a really strategic way to use them with some of the new updates that Facebook has done that people don't know about. So what I recommend to my brand newbies or people who are just getting into it, everybody's a member of Facebook groups now, like a million Facebook groups. I guarantee it. It's just part of our ecosystem now. And what you can do with a Facebook event is very strategically invite people based on groups that you are both in and your friends. So what I tell people to do is create a Facebook event. Don't go crazy trying to invite everybody and their brother. Create a really simple link to your landing page for the challenge using lead pages or whatever you use for your signup page. And then invite people that you're friends with on Facebook, that you're in Facebook groups together that are relevant to your niche. Now, I wouldn't do this every time. This is usually like for the first time that you're doing your challenge or as a way to really kind of push people into engaging with you. But what happens is because of the way that following that flow, using people that are you're in groups with who you've already connected with, you're not actually cold marketing to anybody. You're reaching out to your existing market. And in that event, I would say, if you know anybody that might be interested in this, just click that button and invite them. The first time we did this, we had over a thousand people invited to our challenge. And I only invited a couple hundred. Oh. Um, I don't do this every time. But there are people in your audience who are excited to promote you because generally speaking, we know in this space that people talk about what they want to do and they share what they want to do. But when you go into that first big marketing push, you have these dormant people watching you that want to help you promote. So I always recommend the first time do a Facebook event, but then don't be doing it every three weeks because that is annoying. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. So it's a very strategic type of invite. The second thing is what I like to call referral marketing, which is not affiliate marketing, but referral marketing. And you talk about this in your list building blitz episode, but we take a slightly altered approach. And what we do is we encourage all of our students to write a blog post about the content of their challenge. And you could take one of the days and really expand on it, preferably like a thousand words plus, because everybody wants to know how many words it should be. Totally an arbitrary number, but it's not a one-off post. It's like good content. And then it has a link to sign up for your challenge. Now, if you don't have readers, you might be saying, well, like, how am I going to get traffic? Or what if my list is smaller? What if I don't have a ton of reach? Well, number one, I would take that blog and I would use it in your Facebook post, your Instagram. People are way more likely to engage with something they don't have to sign up for. And the second thing that I tell my students is reach out to five to 10 people in your industry that you know of at some level, whether it's personally slightly above you, and just ask them to share the post. Because I've learned that influencers, people in your niche, even peers are way more likely to share a blog post. Now, you don't want to lie to them and be like, there's nothing there, right? I'm very transparent. Hey, I'm promoting this blog. I have this challenge. I don't want to ask you to promote my signup page, but I'm looking to get more eyes on my content. Nice. Would you mind advertising my blog post with just a simple share? Now, that does two things, and we'll talk about that in the next step. But the first thing is it also creates that credibility that other people are sharing Mm, your offer. And sometimes it really gets that ball rolling. So those are two like really outside of the, you know, post on Facebook and post on Instagram. Those are things that you can do. They take a little bit of legwork, but they convert. And I know that from personal experience from my students, not just from me. We've tested those and they work really, really well. Awesome. Now, The second kind of type of promotion is Facebook ads. So always run Facebook ads for a challenge. I recommend that if you have an existing audience, you at least run ads to people who are on your list, people who like your page, and people who have visited your website. Now, you also have this unique little trick here, because remember, I just told you that you should write a blog and drive this traffic to it. We can also run an ad to people that read that blog post but didn't sign up for your offer. Those people will convert at a very low cost And essentially what we're doing is taking organic traffic to an audience we didn't previously have and converting them to leads on our list. Total win across the board. So I do my warm marketing ads. I do my retargeting ads. And then if I have a budget left over, I'll also be doing my cold ads. So to audiences of people who don't know me, 
the standard click here to sign up for my challenge ads that you kind of see around the internet. And then there's this kind of side piece to Facebook ads, which is because you're live streaming every single day on your Facebook, we also take that post every day of the live challenge after you've started and we promote those. And we leave our challenge open for enrollment while it's already happening. And we can kind of come back and talk about that more because it's kind of part of the, the sell it phase. But I just want to throw that in there that we're also going to be leveraging ads at like, if you're just getting started, this is like a $10 a day for the challenge commitment okay. to boost those videos to both cold audiences and internal audiences. And that will increase your signups. And then the third and final type of promo is email marketing. So I leave that one for last because it's pretty self-explanatory. Send out an email to the people that are already on your list. And I usually like to send three. I send the logical email, which is like, hey, you should be doing this because blah, blah, blah. The emotional email, which is let me tell you what it feels like to get these kind of results and invite them to the challenge. And then the procrastinator email, which goes out the day before, like, hey, you've seen the ads. You saw my posts on Facebook. You still didn't sign up. It's starting with or without you. Um, and we send those out. And ultimately what happens is we have now essentially treated the introductory level of our challenge as a launch on a smaller scale. And we generate more signups as a result of that. Okay. I have two questions. One's about live stream. So don't let me forget. I tend sure. to have questions and can't remember them. But the second one is timing of those email invites. So if you have a five-day challenge and let's say it's starting on Monday, how far in advance are you getting in front of this for your email invites? Sure. So we do all of our promotion one week in advance, including the emails. So usually we do the first email that previous Monday, then we would do the second one on Thursday and then the last one on Sunday. Perfect. Okay, good. I can't even tell you. I just have to stop you and say, thank you so much. This is so detailed. This is exactly how I love to do my episodes with mini trainings. So my heart's beating kind of fast because so, I'm so excited. So thank you for literally going above and beyond with this. I appreciate it. Okay. So my second question was about live stream that I should have asked you in the beginning and it just popped up. When you talk live stream, are you saying it's free game in terms of Facebook live Periscope and now Instagram live? Is that the kind of live streaming you're talking about? Yeah. So without getting too much on a tangent, yeah. I recommend Facebook live for these. Okay. The biggest reasons are number one, they're running commercials. They're spending money. They are now a household name. So there's yeah. a good chance your audience is already there. Number two, the advertising is a lot more beneficial on Facebook. You can't advertise your Instagram lives or Periscopes yet. And then the third thing is you get way better stats and way better targeting with those videos. So there's all kinds of benefits to Facebook Live. It's where our focus is shifting in 2017, and it's what we're kind of going to recommend outright. <laughs> Perfect. And someone that you and I both know, Subi Zimmerman, she talks about cross-pollination. And so I'm guessing that it would be a great idea to jump on an Insta story and say, hey, I've got this challenge. I'm doing a live stream today. Meet me over on Facebook Live. So you can use the other channels just to kind of filter into, let's say, a Facebook Live. Absolutely. Great. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So we've gone through part one and part two, and now we're in part three, which is all about selling. And I think that this makes your challenges really unique and why I wanted to have you on the show. Because as I mentioned earlier, you don't approach a challenge just for list building. 
but you incorporate a big focus on moving your audience into paying customers. And I really love that because now it has so much more power inside your business. So break this down for us. Sure. So the really cool thing about these challenges, and I've seen it myself, I've seen it with my students, I've seen it from people I don't even know running challenges, is that when you lead with the problem, at the end of the day, you just help people with what they resonate as one of the major pain points for five days. So at the end of those five days, unlike a, a challenge where we say like, you know, build your Instagram in five days. Well, at five days, day five, it's kind of over. Well, in this case, we've solved that problem and it opens up a new problem. I'm going to use another example from a, a challenge that we did. We did a five-day super simple email sales funnel challenge. So by day five, you would have a five email funnel that essentially most people don't have a follow-up. So we said, hey, we'll teach you how to do that. So most people tell us, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, my biggest problem is I can't make money or nobody's buying my products or nobody's paying me, right? But what most people actually have is a traffic problem. But if I ran a challenge called how to generate more traffic, no one would sign up because they think they have a sales problem. So we lead in by saying, let's build your sales funnel. So a series of five emails that sells your product. We'll do it together. And then on day five, they've essentially said, okay, I built it. Now what? And because we've given them really strategic wins every single day, short, actionable items, at the end of that, they should have those emails. And this is kind of a cheat because this is probably more than 15 minutes, but we did give them templates to keep it simple. But on day five, they were going, okay, so I have the funnel. Now what? And now we say, we need traffic. So this is the point where we get to step in as the expert and say, oh, hey, remember you said you had a sales problem. So I showed you what it's like to solve that problem. Let's solve the next problem together. And we introduced our Facebook ads program, which sold exceptionally well. So it really starts, I know that the question was like, how do you sell? And I step back to the, the promise, but it starts with the promise. Yes. So understanding that you have to build that gap first. If you build that gap, deliver really relevant content that's really actionable. On day five, they're not going, that was awesome. They're going, what's next? And then you get to introduce a paid solution. Okay. So, so I got to stop you real quick because I'm sure. very excited about this strategy. For any of you who are in my webinars that convert course, or for any of you that just do webinars in general, you know that the webinar content is all about the promise and the opportunity. And so I always say to my students, when you go into the sales portion of a webinar, it's like the easiest transition because you already show them the opportunity, now you're going to help them dig deeper into one specific area. So I think that they're very, very similar. I love that you're doing this because one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is I wanted to offer my students other strategies beyond just webinars. But the cool thing is that alignment that you're talking about is totally the same for both. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it starts with the promise and that's what's going to steer the direction of the whole sales conversation. Yeah, so important. Okay, cool. So keep going. Okay, so assuming that you have that, all right, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm to day five, so what do I actually do? Now, we'll talk about this, and, and I know that we're gonna talk about like what's the stuff that we learned and how did we up-level it, but in, in our most very basic version of the challenge, which is what we teach, we don't do a webinar, we don't do a live class, we don't do a video series, we don't do anything other than a live stream on day five that sells our product. Okay. So on day five, we already know that we're going to introduce our solution. So all we have to do is create a really simple five to 10 minute pitch for our product. Very similar to a webinar where you have a five to 10 minute pitch, except instead of doing all of that content in 45 minutes in one sitting, we just broken it up into five days and move them to that point. So we only do that live stream and position the product for sale. Now we used to find that if you were doing live streams on Periscope, that kind of converted really, really well in real time. We find that with Facebook Live, it converts well, not in real time. Yes. Most people will tell you it's harder to get people live on a, on a Facebook Live than it is on a Periscope, but don't let that live show up or initial sales falter you. We've had several students who are like, nobody bought. And then come Monday, I get the, the email that's like, oh my God, a ton of people bought and I shouldn't have panicked. <laughs> so <laughs> don't panic. You lead in with that live stream. Then you take that live streaming video 
and you're going to retarget everybody in your challenge. So you can do this with Facebook ads, whether you're in ConvertKit, Aweber, Infusionsoft, Entreport, doesn't matter what software you have for your emails. You export that list, you upload it to Facebook, and you run ads for that day five to them. Because we know, hey, if they signed up on day one, whether they engaged or not, they want a solution to that problem, and that's what I've just provided. So we're actually advertising to a warm audience. The second type of retargeting ad that we do is we build a recap page. Super simple. We do it in lead pages. Every day you go live, you just save it to your phone. And on Friday, because we're going to assume you're going Monday through Friday, on Friday, you share a link to a lead page that's a recap page. And it's just all five videos and a copy of all five emails as a PDF. What that does is it kind of brings in the theory of reciprocity. Basically, when you give people, they want to return the favor. And so on Friday, we put together this retargeting page, five videos, a recap of all our emails. And basically what we're doing is saying, look at all this stuff I gave you for free. And for you, because you already signed up, it's ungated or we're not requiring another opt-in. It's yours. And we'll retarget people that visit that page back to our sales page. And then, of course, we set up our sales page retargeting ads. So anybody that visits our sales page, we're also going to retarget them. And then we send out six emails over the course of a weekend. Yes, it feels like a lot. Yes, it converts. <laughs> so on Friday, we mm -hmm. send out our first email that recaps the whole challenge, says, hey, my paid product is for sale. And by the way, that recap page is up. Right? So we're hitting three things. We're wrapping it up. We're recapping everything we've given them. We're bringing in that reciprocity and we're introducing our solution. Okay. Then we send a few more emails over the, the weekend, but essentially they're designed to do some really core things. We want to overcome core objections. We want to share results that our past students have gotten, case studies. If you don't have a case study, tell a story of how you came into this space or how you started teaching it. Most of us have a personal story or connection or reason we do something. That can be just as powerful as a testimonial when you're first getting started. We also put a deadline in there and we have a couple of emails about that. So we like to keep it really simple. Cart's only open from the time we do our live stream on Friday to Sunday at midnight. It's a short window, creates urgency, creates scarcity, and it moves people into action. So we might also do something like, you know, we're gonna decrease the price temporarily or we're gonna throw in a bonus. Everybody has their own school of thought about what the best way to implement scarcity is but we do have a scarcity deadline. So whether you follow our flow or not, the key things are just to recap super quick, recap the whole challenge, remind them that they can buy, overcome those core objections, give them a story or a case study, and give them a couple reminders of that deadline, at least two reminders on the last day, if not three. So good. I can't stand it. <laughs> Okay, so definitely that's a lot to cover. I'm gonna tell people how they can get their hands on a really cool guide that you created to walk them through it when they're ready to sit down and do it. But before I get there, I wanted to ask you, because I know you've done many challenges since your $22,000 big success challenge. And for those that are ready to take this challenge to an entirely new level. So real quick, anyone listening, if you've never done a challenge, I suggest you do it exactly how Zach just outlined this challenge. I think this is the perfect place to start. But Zach kind of teased me with the fact that he's added some bells and whistles down the road. He's done some more sophisticated things even since this challenge. I thought maybe you could hint at those just to kind of pique people's interest as they get going. Sure. So one of the things that we did that worked really well, we just did a, a challenge-based launch at the end of... 2016. And this is how we know that challenges work because we accidentally did it during the election. Okay. Which <laughs> was really days. when everyone was having the worst case of high paying Facebook ads ever. So yes, that's impressive, a ton. but <laughs> that's, a ton. but you still did well. So that's great. But we did well. So we ran a six figure challenge and some of the things that we did to kind of changed the the dynamic a little bit was number one, we added a couple of webinars on the back end. I was curious so we, about that. Okay. Tell me where yeah, those would we, fit in. Sure. So number one, we don't recommend that you do webinars the first time. No, around, no, no, um, no. At all. Because I've tried to explain this to my students because I've had a few students who are like, but I want the best up front, but you don't because challenges are their own system. Webinars are their own system. Yes. Luckily I've been studying and doing it long enough that I can see where to put them together. But if you're getting started, you might not be able to, and that's normal. Yeah. So 
don't dive in with a webinar right away. But we stacked a webinar on Friday and we essentially replaced the last live stream with a live class and did some really strategic stuff with our emails so that only people who didn't sign up were getting regularly invited. We did some retargeting ads, but essentially rather than pitching them on a live stream, we know that they're going to be more engaged. The people who show up to the webinar are going to be more likely to buy because we've warmed them up really strategically over four days. And that webinar converted exceptionally well. Then we did an encore webinar and then one other webinar that we just drove cold traffic to just to kind of get some metric against it. Another thing that we did was affiliates. Oh my gosh, this worked so well. Really? And it worked exceptionally well for us. And the thing is, we didn't go crazy with our affiliates. We actually kind of stole a page right out of Todd Herman's book. I've done the 90 day year with Todd and I just love that he does student affiliates. Yes. I thought I don't need these crazy intense people. The people who know how good my program is are the kind of obscure niches. We have one girl who does photography for parents. We have one girl that does manifesting and then we have health and wellness. And ironically, the people that did the best weren't in a business niche, which was pretty cool to see. I love love getting out of the bubble. Me too. Um, And so we essentially let our students be affiliates. Now, part of the reason that that works so well is we treated our affiliates really well. We did regular leaderboards. We gave them swipe copy. We gave them ad copy. We put somebody on my team in charge of communicating with them. So again, a little bit more of an advanced strategy, but I want to say it added about $15,000 in sales to our launch for what is now a reusable set of, of work. So affiliates is another good way to go. And then the last thing is just putting more money in. So I always love to tell people like, you can care about your students, and and I love my students, um, but it is a numbers game, right? Yes. So you do have to kind of start to scale up the ad spend. So that big one over the election, don't everybody get too nervous, but we spent about $20,000 on ads. Yeah. Uh, our, our costs were really higher than they should have been. We spent about twice what we were planning to, but it's still converted on the back end. So if you really want to take it to the next level... What we like to do is reverse engineer what a $10,000 challenge would look like. You know, crunch the numbers. How many sales do you need? If your conversion's like 3 to 4%, crunch all the numbers. Do that first. Check to see if it converts. And then all you have to do if you, if you want to 10x that is bring in 10x the number of leads. And as you do that, you start to learn other stuff like how can I use live streaming and how can I use other ads and, you know, Google ads and YouTube ads. And we haven't really gotten into that space yet, but... That other way to up-level it is just new leads and new lead sources, which is something we're, we're playing around with in 2017. So many great ideas. And I love that you are teaching a system that people can build on as their business grows and as their profits grow and they want to reinvest in their business with ads. So yes. I think it is a beautiful model. Now, as I promised in the beginning, I want you to break down your results one more time, but give us a little commentary about those numbers. Now that we understand the challenge, what you did... I'd love for you to break it down with a little bit more detail if you're cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. So in total, we had uh, 1,292 people sign up and almost all of those were internal. We're totally okay to tell you that. I think it's better to be transparent than to give you a false hope that you can get millions of leads if you're brand new for like no money down. Right. It's not a used car, it's it's leads. So they cost a little more upfront, but we got about 1,292 people in and Number one, I told you that we leave the enrollment open during the challenge to bring more people in because at the end, we're recapping it and retargeting. And we brought in about 150 people during the challenge. Now, we've seen students actually double the number of people in a challenge just by leaving it open. It's this little hack that makes a a huge world of difference. Meaning Um, they can sign up on day three and start with day one, even though you're on day three. Yeah. So like they can sign up on day three and essentially they'll get day three, day four, but on day five, they're going to get everything they missed. Oh, gotcha. So we adjust that first email to basically say on day five, we'll give you everything you missed. Just stick with us. Which makes that whole recap even more valuable. Okay. I gotcha. So we got about half of those from Facebook ads and the other half from organic marketing, from that external signup system where we let people come in the back end from email marketing. And we spent about $435 on ads. I want to say about 60% of that was our front end leads. And then the rest was retargeting, running those posts and those live streams as a daily post that pushes um, our content into the newsfeed. So one of the things that we didn't really get to go too deep on, but that is really relevant is that we take our email and we post it on our Facebook page and then we run that post as an ad 
to people that sign up for the challenge because we know not everybody checks their email. And I can look at my email open rates and see that that is 100% okay. true. This is big. This is something I haven't talked about on the show because I was waiting for Rick Mulready, my resident Facebook ads guy to come <laughs> yeah. on because he shared this with me too. I didn't know you did it too, Zach, but putting your email copy in a Facebook post and then turning it into an ad. Rick was even saying he didn't even add an image. It was just the text, but then it's so hyper-targeted to those that are in your challenge. I heard that those work like gangbusters. Amazingly well. They work so, wow, so well. I have not tried that yet, but that's a little tip for all of you. Hot off the press, it's something that I'm seeing that's kind of newer. I haven't seen that a lot. I love that you tested that. Yeah, we test that and we always say like, that's what we're doing now. The basic version is take the post, boost it to people who like your page. And generally speaking, the first email we have people send out is like, make sure you like our page, make sure you're following the live streams. So we're using that concept. You can do it the advanced way by retargeting with your list. Or in this case, you can kind of just boost a post to people who like your page, but you don't want to get too boost happy. I know that's a whole can of worms I'm half opening, <laughs> but that's kind of the beginner and the advanced version. Okay, got it. Um, so we do that as well. And then, of course, we run retargeting ads. So we're going to retarget them to the recap page, the sales page, and of course, we're retargeting that day five live stream. So in total, we spent about $435, which was exceptionally low. Not all of our challenges are that low or that high profit. But this was the first time we had done this type of promotion to our audience. So there's also that kind of byproduct of every time you do something new, your existing audience gets super excited. Yes. So let's not write that off too much too. So we had some things working in our favor, but again, we've tested this on mostly cold audiences. We did a much larger launch with it. It still works. In total, we got 104 sales of our program that we priced at $197, which was an 8% conversion from our signups. That's very high. Very high. We tend to see a six to eight percent conversion on our warmer audiences, and we see a three to five percent conversion on our cold audiences. Still so really when high. You're crunching your numbers. We recommend that you kind of work with a three percent conversion yeah. rate, and that is a little higher than you see with like a video series or even a, an email based launch. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes that can be even a little higher than a webinar yeah. when you're talking about your high level numbers. But what we have to remember is, especially when you're starting out and you have less than a thousand people, you're emailing them on a regular basis, which is permission marketing, not like a regular launch where we're emailing them every day. And they're kind of like, okay, I don't know if I want any more emails. That's number one. Number two, they're in a Facebook group. So we set up a Facebook group for the challenge. So they, it feels very high touch. It's not like a webinar or a video series where I see the expert I'm not engaging with the expert. We're actually engaging with them on a regular basis. And then because we've structured the actual challenge to speak to a problem versus to speak to our authority, we build the know, like, and trust around their problem and they're more likely to buy. So that's why I love recommending challenges for people who are just kind of dipping their toe in the water is it has all of these things that work in your favor, even if things don't go perfect. Yes. Um, so we, we had an 8% conversion, which was a base revenue of $20,488. And then one of my mentors, James Wedmore, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners know. Shout out to James. Like, we love him. Yes. He's like, you should be doing upsells. Yes. Um, so we did test out an upsell and now we use them on everything because they work so great. <laughs> and I know you've talked about them yes. before and they're amazing and people rave about them. But we did just a $97 upsell that 18.2% of people took which is pretty much where you want to be. They say like 20 or 15 to 20%. I know you blew that out of the water with your webinars at Convert. Just my first uh, one. And you're right. <laughs> There's something about it just being super new. We had never done an upsell before. And so I always think that's kind of magic. Also, what I love that you did here is you, okay, I kind of messed up because I didn't tell people what you had sold in this challenge. So forgive me guys, because I kind of glossed over that. But you sold a program called Rock Your Live Streams. Yep. That's okay. Right. So that's the program you sold for $197. And so your upsell, it was a template kit for Periscope to YouTube, right? Yes. And what do you mean by a template kit? Because I know we're not going to get into upsells specifically, but it's always, people are always curious, like, what do I sell? And also, can you explain just really quickly where that fit into this system that you put together? Absolutely. So the upsell that we sold was a template kit it's actually James built it when we did an affiliate with him and he was kind enough to let me retain so cool. that as one of his mastermind members, which was awesome. But what it is, is a just a set of Photoshop files 
that you can take your video from Periscope, drop it in, and rather than just being those ugly horizontal videos you see people take where you're like, do they know that they are not using all this valuable video real estate? Yes. And it fills it in with like links to your Instagram, calls to action. So if you look oh, nice. up Periscope template, you'll see examples of them all over because they're super popular now. But that's what we did because with upsells, you want to make sure it it's something they don't need, but it enhances the experience. And so we thought that's a perfect enhancement, people who want to take it to the next level. And because James had done it, we were able to say like, you know, we have a YouTube person walking you through how to do it and why to do it. So uh, you scored on that advantage one. there. Yeah. Um, but we've tested upsells that just I built before anybody knew my name and those convert too. Cool. So, cool. so they work, but that's what we did. And the way that it fits in is we follow a very traditional upsell model. The stuff that you see from like the Ryan Dices and kind of the same way that you've done it in your launches right after they buy, we say, Hey, right now you have this offer to add this to your order for 97 bucks. It's a super simple two-minute video. It's me talking. Probably should have got a haircut before I did it. <laughs> but we basically hit three really key things, which is number one, everything you paid for, you got. So we're not like, oh, by the way, you needed this too. We're like, you got everything you needed. Everything we promised on the sales page is already waiting for you. This is a way to enhance it because then we speak directly to them and say, we know some of our students want more and so do some of your students. So Believe it or not, there's people waiting for higher touch and higher level offers from you. So the moment you put it in front of them, they're like, oh, I am one of those people that doesn't just want live streaming. I want to take it to the max and I'm willing to spend $97 to do it. And then the last thing is we tell them we're not selling this on our website. You're not going to find this on our website. This is your opportunity to buy it. So we validate their feeling that, oh my gosh, there's something else for sale by saying this is something else. You got everything you needed. We speak directly to the, the right buyer. Hey, if you want more, this is for you. And then we throw a scarcity deadline on it and it converts really well. Nice. So after all is said and done, his total sales were $22,331. So impressive. He's gone on to then do a six-figure challenge, which is awesome. But I loved the specificity of this case study and I just couldn't wait to get Zach on the show to talk about it. So Zach, thank you so very much for being incredibly generous with your insights. My hope is that so many people today will listen to this and think, I can do this. This is something I really want to implement as a system in my business. Now, I know you have a fantastic freebie. I know this because I've downloaded it myself and I got really excited about it. And basically it breaks things down. So what Zach went through here, he's going to break it down at an entirely very tangible level where you see it in front of you, you take notes, you build out your challenge with him. It's totally free. It's a guide. And if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 144, I'm going to have it as the first link in my resources. So you scroll down amyporterfield.com forward slash 144, scroll all the way down. And the first link is going to be to his freebie that I want you definitely to get your hands on worth every minute of you just sitting down when you're ready to do this, you pull it up, print it out, and then get to work. So Zach, thank you for offering that. I know people are going to find it incredibly valuable and it's absolutely free, which is so cool. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. Always a blast. Always so much fun. So thanks again. Take care. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Zach as much as I have. Like I said, do you believe me now? Zero fluff. We got right to the nitty gritty of all the details, exactly what I love for my episodes. So I hope you enjoyed this mini training and I truly hope you do your own five-day challenge. I can promise you this, sometime during 2017, I will be putting together my own challenges. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it because I would like to link them to my automated webinars. So I got to talk with Zach a little bit later about how that might look but I'm definitely going to be exploring this. I have a really good one in mind. I can't wait to share it with all of you, but here's something that's kind of interesting. I have some projects that I'm working on right now. We're automating my three online training programs and we're finishing up at the time of this recording, we're finishing up my rebrand of my website, which I've had the same website since I started my business. So it's about time. I know some of you go to my website and you're like, what is this? This is a mess. Well, we're finally fixing it but I have to get those projects done. But when they're done, you can be sure that I'm going to switch gears and start thinking about these challenges. So I think it's really important that you always prioritize 
finish what you're doing now, and then move on to something cool like these five-day challenges. I know I can't wait to do so. Okay. So I want to remind you that I want you to go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 144, and you can check out our show notes and some details about this episode. But if you scroll all the way down, the very first link in the resources at the bottom will be a link to Zach's freebie. I'll also link to the blog post where he breaks this down in detail. I just thought it would be more fun if he did it where we can go back and forth and have a chat about it. So that's why I wanted to do this episode. Okay, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And next week's episode, number 145, I'm going to help you choose a webinar title that is sure to be a huge success. So if you've been thinking about webinars, if you don't love your webinar title, if you already have one, if you want a little handholding mini training on webinar titles and topics, meet me here next week. I can't wait to dive in. Until then, have an amazing week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.